Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Today on the show, as always, our pal and the great Zach Barry of RebelGrove.com and Red Cup Rebellion joins us, and we're going to talk about what we sort of expect now. Lane Kiffin, the new head coach at Ole Miss. We're taping this on Tuesday morning. He's been the head coach now for, gosh, almost three whole days. Uh, the staff is not completely assembled. The recruiting class isn't completely assembled. I mean, I, I think it's time to discuss hot seats, really. It's time to talk about whether this just didn't work these three days, if you think about it. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, Neil. It's maybe a little too early, but you got to – so what do you do? You give him four days? I mean, what happens if, if after four days everything's not completely done? I mean, do you do you do you give him a fifth day? I mean, because at some point you've pushed out to a point that you've given the guy a whole week. It really makes you think. Is he just there just to be there, just to get the check? And I mean, does anybody have eyes on him? He might just be, you know, maybe he's down at Blind Pig and he's just bellied up and not really working yeah, I, I mean it's clear it's clear that they, they, they just went up to hernando yesterday or wherever and ate some mexican food i mean that's it yeah. that's it where where are they, the commitments where where are the five stars <laughs> that's my question yeah he said he was going to recruit nationally where's that at uh, yeah where, where's the national recruiting hey, he said all this stuff it's been as I taped this, it's been almost 24 hours since he said it, and no results. Well, technically, recruiting nationally, Hernando is named after Hernando de Soto. He was a Spanish explorer and conquistador. So. He was. My favorite one is Magellan. Ferdinand Magellan. Yeah. I like him a lot. It's a good name. Yeah, that's a good it's name. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I might name my next kid Magellan. Magellan McCready. It's got an alliteration to it. It's nice. It's good. That'll work. <laughs> I don't. Know. I got. I, I got issues today. I think. I think today's the day that I've begun to hit the wall a little. You know, you may not do it as much as I do because you're not as as big of a fan as I am of Ole Miss. But when when I talk about names, my favorite thing to do is to think about how David Kellum will say it, or. <laughs> Glenn Waddle. <laughs> so just imagine them saying Magellan McCready. First down, Magellan McCready. He, although he'd miss it, he'd go Magellan McCready. Yeah, I was going to say, does he say it wrong? But. And my mother would be in the stands and she'd lose her mind. She'd yell at him every time. But yeah, off to a roaring start here. Yeah, so the, uh, before we... 
before we get started on the actual show, Zach uh, joins me on the Rafters Food and Music Hotline. Rafters is sports, music, drink, and food. Known for the great food, New Orleans-style po'boys and handcrafted burgers, all with the Cajun flair. Rafters on the Square offers the best sports viewing in Oxford, 14 flat. A large flat screens, plus a 17-foot big screen on the rafter stage. They're known for their famous Bloody Marys. They have three full bars, including an outside patio bar. Open Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 to 2. Sunday brunch, voted the best brunch in Oxford. Features live bluegrass band and $3 mimosas. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call the number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's that simple, right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. Instead, you hop into a brand new Ford, you go driving around, you're happy, and then when it's time for service, Corey and them are right there because Corey wants to be your car guy, he wants to be your truck guy, he wants to be that for the rest of your days, and he'll prove it to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900, and of course, I have to tell you, about Dead Soxie because this is the soft verbal podcast presented by Dead Soxie after their biggest sale ever. They've gone back to the drawing board to bring you new offerings for Christmas. Don't worry. They won't be forming any committees or doing any national searches. They've got this in Santa's bag. So enjoy 30% off all your orders with promo code REBELGROVE and make sure to get the stocking stuffer he or she will love. 30% off all items, including already deep discounted sale items. As always, stay soxy. And I say the following with the approval of Stay Soxy. We have had a of Dead Soxy. We have had a long, uh, great relationship with Dead Soxy. Uh, it's not really a decommitment. I think they view it as their eligibility has expired, and uh, they're they're going to uh, move their some of their. Uh, advertising dollars into a couple of other areas to see if they can't attract some new customers. Their product is fantastic. I wear it almost every day. I love it. It's deadsoxy.com. We love it. But I say all that to say this. It is December the 10th as we record this. It will be January before you know it. January recruiting at Ole Miss this year will not be an afterthought. It will be bonkers, which will lead right into a next recruiting cycle as Ole Miss very clearly with Lane Kiffin on the staff is going to recruit national players. If you want to keep up with that, you should do it right here on the Soft Verbal Podcast. If you have a business that wants to explore podcast advertising, which is becoming the new very best way to advertise over uh, targeted media, get in touch with me. We'll work something out. You can be the next host of the Soft Verbal Podcast with the great Zach Barry and little old me and it's available January the 1st. So we've got some time to get it worked out. Get in touch with me. Uh, my email address is neilmccrady at gmail.com. I don't mind putting it out. You can slide into my social media. Hit me up. Send me an email. Whatever. We'll get it worked out. Love to have you join the MPW Digital family and love for your business to be the title sponsor of this here podcast. With that said, Zach, um, I guess... I hadn't talked to you that much since the big announcement. Lane Kiffin, the new head coach at, at Ole Miss. What are your what are your thoughts? Well, obviously I was 
very pro Lane Kiffin for a while now. Uh, for those of you that don't know, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my horn here for a little bit because I took I took my L, I took my lashings, I ate my crow for being wrong about Phil Longo. I was pretty high on him, and for good reason. He was a very successful coach, but got that one wrong. But I feel like I feel like this one I, I got it right. We, we were we were very very high on him last year during that rough fall uh, over at Red Cup. We uh, we actually convinced. Uh, our buddy and your buddy, David Brandt of the Associated Press, that it would work uh, while we had him on a on our podcast. So basically, a live conversion. Oh at god! The beginning of, at those the beginning are, of the show. Those are always very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. So the, at the beginning of the show, he was like, eh, "I don't know. Like this is this is a stretch." And then by the end, before we stopped recording, he was like, "Okay, like I'm on board." Um, but then you know, I started talking about it earlier this year. He, he had. Done Done some some amazing things at FAU. I mean, he talked about it at his press conference yesterday. Nine total wins in three years for that senior class, and then he comes in, they win eleven. Um, it wasn't talked about too much yesterday, but the the five and seven year was kind of overshadowed. He lost a, a good bit of his staff, and uh, I believe his quarterback medically retired, and so he was kind of starting from scratch, kind of scratching and clawing, getting ready for that season. They go five and seven. But then he goes 10-3 and three this year, wins another Conference USA title. And all the jokes that you want to make, okay, he went to the Raiders, whatever, got fired. Went to Tennessee, won seven games with a terrible team, left for Southern Cal, won there. You know, he's done all of this before his 45th birthday. So the, I guess, using a recruiting term here, his best football is in front of him, you might, you might could say. But I think it's a fantastic hire. I'm, I'm working on a column right now on, on what it means moving forward and why it's such a perfect form, a perfect storm, I should say, perfect fit. It just made all, it just it just made so much sense. And you ranted and went on the podcast and talked about it at that 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 fateful Tuesday when uh, when Keith Carter was listening in and he was like, you know what, Neil McCready's right. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fearful honestly that my role in this is going to be forgotten that I'm not going to get the statue here that I feel like I probably deserve to go along with the one at Ruston High School. And hey, you know, just just give us a just just give us a brick. Just just put a brick by by Vaughn Hemingway like by the bathroom or something. <laughs> Call it Neil. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they've put my statue in the girls bathroom at Ruston High School. Um, I heard about that. It's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. But uh, no, it's he hasn't coached any games yet, and I don't think that people should expect some influx of wins. The schedule's the same. It's going to be tough. Uh, there are some variables for next season. Uh, you and Chase talked about that uh, on the show last night about you know, LSU's going to look different. Bama's going to look different. Auburn can be different. I'm still not sold on A&M. I can't believe that. I, I figured by now Jimbo would have things going, but they're still kind of in neutral but if, if Ole Miss came out and challenged to win six games, I mean, that's you're moving in, in the right direction. Absolutely. And I think that he just brings an energy and excitement. I mean, there were 4,000 people yesterday at that introduction. That's crazy. Now, that the half-price beer might have helped, but nevertheless, they were there. They were loud. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was like a, a full-on pep rally. I mean, people were excited. 
and you couldn't say that two weeks ago. You know, it's funny. I looked in the crowd a few times. I didn't see many beers. I saw a few beers, but I, it wasn't like everybody was sitting there just Coors Light. To, to no, I forgot to tweet it. I was going to tweet it out uh, from the Red Cup account as just because that reaches far more people than I do, just to see if it would work. And then I was like, well, I don't know. That'd be probably a, a big-time problem for, for Keith and and uh, Chancellor Boyd. So I was like, man, if they did a beer shower when Lane, when Lane Kiffin came out, that'd be amazing. <laughs> But, uh, that would have freaked out Lane Kiffin. I, I think that I don't think it. I don't think he's easily freaked out. I think a beer shower in the pavilion on a Monday at one o'clock would have freaked him out. I think he would have during, said, "What have I during done? finals week? Yeah, what have I done?" Yeah, but you know, he. I had some people that were, you know, man, he looked kind of nervous, or he, you know, he didn't sound really. You know, just the the people that surface level type people, you know, he didn't sound very smart. Come on now, he he's gonna be okay. Well, here's my def- my default: Nick Saban and Pete Carroll hired him. I think he's gonna be okay. He's very smart. I think the thing about Kiffin that surprises people who don't know anything about him other than his Twitter account is they expect this loud, bombastic guy, and that's not what you get when he speaks to crowds like that or in press conferences. He's he's far more soft spoken, uh, thoughtful introverted a bit he's he's completely different than his twitter character mm-hmm. yeah he, he he looked much more comfortable and much more at home in the q a press conference setting he really opened up and you saw some personality there yeah yeah look walking but, walking onto a stage on a, a monday afternoon in front of all those people who were there to see and hear you and nothing but you it is a little intimidating if you think about it because you just got there the night before you were greeted like mm-hmm. the Beatles landing in New York and yeah. you didn't get much sleep i know i know they went to a late dinner got up early on that monday you're calling kids you're you're doing all this stuff and um hadn't had a chance really to catch your breath you're trying to hire a coaching staff. I mean, that's not done yet. And it's like, it's already Tuesday afternoon. It's crazy. And, uh, you're trying to get a lot of stuff done. And Oh, by the way, go deliver a speech to all these people and make it one that <laughs> they'll memorize. I mean, come on, make it memorable. So he was much better off when he just got into the, into the room and he sat down and took questions where we, we could have a conversation. It's a complete different thing in having a conversation and doing a public speech. I'm surprised he hasn't caught more flack for going to uh, to Jinsei. I'm surprised the people aren't like, why didn't he go to Boo Ray or City Grocery or, you know, I, I think you know people have a lot of strong food opinions when it comes to Oxford and. Yeah, I get I get a lot of that stuff from people. People people get upset with me that I don't go to Ajax, for example. They yeah. Get, they get. A, I've never been to Jinsei. I don't go out much, so I'm like, I get these questions in the mailbag all the time. Like, what, what about this place and this place? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've never been. I mean, last time I was in Ajax, I saw our, our good friend Jimmy Sexton. He was in there with his son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Jimmy yesterday. He was obviously in Oxford. Yeah. Excited. Is he is, is he doing well? Yeah, he seemed seemed pleased. Okay. Looked like someone who had just. Uh, Landed a bunch of clients, multi-million was, dollar contracts that he's going to get a piece of. Yeah, okay. yeah. Let's say work, work's going okay. Looked happy. Looked healthy. That's good. 
continue. I know he had been he'd been going through a rough patch with work, so. Yeah, I mean, um. <laughs> it's been a couple of days since he'd signed a multi-million dollar deal. <laughs> yeah. So l- let's talk a little recruiting. Okay. If people want recruiting. Let's give them recruiting. There's not. So so here's, the, I don't want to out kind of how we always get information, but under the previous staff, there were ways to access information. There were people that you could go to to ask questions and get an answer. I don't know whether those people, A, are still going to be there, B, whether those people are going to um, answer questions, or C, whether they're going to be allowed to talk about recruits and stuff. So there's a little change right now. If we're being completely honest, we're still trying to adjust. I think Lane Kiffin runs a much tighter information program than Matt Lute ran. And that's okay. It's going to be different. So we're in a little bit of an adjustment period ourselves. Still trying to kind of figure things out. What I can tell you, though, is Greg Ladke, who works with me at Rivals.com and is a um, is a really, really good guy, is in um, Hattiesburg today. First day of practices for the Mississippi Alabama All Star Classic, or whatever it is that they call that. And he taught Zach to a handful of players on the Mississippi team. And I'd like to tell you about a few of the things that they said. I've heard a couple of interviews, and he sent me some paraphrased stuff. He talked to uh, McKinley Jackson, first of all. McKinley Jackson told him that he had talked to Freddie Roach. He had not talked to Lane Kiffin. The plan was for him to talk to Lane Kiffin uh, here pretty soon. Uh, McKinley Jackson did not like the firing of Matt Luke. He didn't think that's what should have happened. And he said that uh, while he would talk to Lane Kiffin, he thought it was, quote, too late, end quote, for uh, Ole Miss to uh, rebuild relationships before the uh, the signing period. He talked about Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, and Auburn as all schools that are ahead of Ole Miss. Um, I know that there are some people out there that still think Ole Miss could get in it on uh, McKinley Jackson. I wasn't there for the interview, obviously. Greg Ladke was. Greg, who is not – Greg is from Ohio, I believe. He doesn't have a, a bias one way or the other. Uh, uh, for or against Ole Miss, he he was not particularly optimistic about the Rebels' chances after talking face to face with McKinley Jackson this morning in Hattiesburg. The Matt Luke departure is definitely going to work against Ole Miss here. We've talked about it on the show before. I'd probably mention it on the board. McKinley was really close with Matt Luke, being from the same area. Uh, Jacob Peeler as well. He is close with Freddie Roach, though. I think that that's going to be something that can factor into if Ole Miss has any shot, it would be through Freddie Roach. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a theme as we continue to talk about recruiting on the show. Um, It's a transition class, and Lane Kiffin is yet to fill out his entire staff. So right now, if I'm giving you an answer on the message board especially, well, I don't really know yet because they don't have a full staff. You know, that's that's an actual answer. That's not just me, like, brushing you off. Like, we, we got to know who's on staff so they know who's got what territory, who's going to be working, what areas, where the, what area they're from, if they're familiar with recruiting Florida or Texas or Louisiana, whatever. It's, look, the early signing period right now, for lack of a better term, it might just be a wash. 
maybe he hires some big name assistants and they get in on somebody they just wow someone maybe things change I don't think it's going to be that way I think they're going to sign who they've got right now and um, they're going to go from there and work on the February signing period yeah along those lines it's almost like mm-hmm. we pra- it's almost like we practice this along those lines and Darius Coffee spoke to uh, Greg Lackey today and uh, he told him that uh, he talked to Lane Kiffin on Sunday he referred to Kiffin as quote cool collected smart funny end quote said he's trying to bring quote the Alabama tactics to Ole Miss he specifically referenced the strength and conditioning coach which uh, jives with a Rumor that is kind of out there about Scott Cochran possibly joining the Ole Miss staff in an on-the-field capacity. I don't know where that stands right now. Uh, but Andarius Coffey said he'll sign with Ole Miss. He talked, to, uh-huh. he talked to Kentrell Bullock, who has decommitted from Ole Miss. But Kentrell Bullock said that he has not heard from Kiffin, but his mom had gotten a call. He's going to talk to Kiffin when he got done with the All-Star game on Saturday. Uh, he what he knew of Kiffin he liked, and he said that uh, Ole Miss is still the school that he thinks about the most. Says I liked it so much, I felt so comfortable there, and basically gave Greg Ladkey of Rivals dot com the impression that he would end up signing uh, with Ole Miss. Now, he also talked to JJ Pegues, who I know people are, are very interested in. Oh, JJ Pegues is in Hattiesburg. JJ played. And won the Class 6A state championship game in Hattiesburg on uh, Friday night. And then on... Um, Shout out to the Chargers, first state title. Yeah, we could talk about that in a little while. I don't want to I don't want to totally steal the thunder of the show. I, I do have excellent sources inside the Oxford program, as you know. <laughs> and the Chargers were down 21-3 to at the half. They came back to win the game in convincing fashion. And I've, I've had people ask me, what happened, and I can tell you that I know what happened. And we'll get to that a little later in the program. It's, it's called a tease mm-hmm. in, uh, in media. Anyway, J.J. Told, uh, told Greg that he had not yet heard from Kiffin, that he was open to hearing what he had to say, that he was scheduled to talk to Kiffin at some point between the conclusion of Saturday's game and the dead period on Sunday at midnight. Said he's going to announce a decision on Wednesday the 18th, which I assume means that's when he will sign. And uh, he said that it was down to Alabama and Auburn. He was open to listening to Ole Miss. Uh, Greg did not like Ole Miss's chances based on the conversation that he had. Same thing with McKinley. I think Matt Luke, for all jokes aside and and how – didn't get it done wins and losses wise. I think he resonated with recruits. I think uh, players liked him. He was a players coach. I mean, you could that was evident when he was hired as the full time guy. Big names like AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, uh, Benito Jones. Those guys were very vocal about their support towards Coach Luke. And I think um, I should say new Georgia offensive line coach Matt Luke. So shout out to him for getting the job, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just a little late in the game. You know, now with a new staff rolling over, he's going to sign uh, a week from this Wednesday. So by the time you're listening to this, probably a week from that day, uh, early signing period. So 
he's already got those relationships built with Auburn. I know Alabama's trying to get into it now. Kiffin does have a nice sales pitch with Harrison Bryant at FAU this year. He's a Mackey Award finalist, a uh, a really really talented pass catching tight end. He can show him film with that guy. He can he can talk about OJ Howard and how he turned him in from a huge bust into an NFL tight end in his offense. Um, I mean, hell, just show him the just show him the national title game film when he just went off. I, I think that was against Clemson. When uh, he was just unguardable, but it's it's okay. Like it's hard for people to get because I mean, recruiting gets so many people so much so much excitement. People get excited about recruiting. You know, early signing days next week, and everybody's amped and all that. And new head coach, new staff. It's you know, football's fun again in Oxford. But um, you know, these teenagers they they want to decide what's best for them, and if they do not feel that that is Ole Miss, it's it's nothing personal. That's just their decision and if J.J. Pegues feels that he cannot build a relationship in time I don't blame him for going elsewhere but like you said it's not out of the realm of possibility but yeah I wouldn't bet on it I, I'm, I think he goes to Auburn I think he goes to Auburn too been hearing that for a while uh, I think he was probably going to go to Auburn anyway and I think it was going to be one of those just Really, uh, it was going to be a, one of those really bad moments for Matt Luke. It wouldn't, wasn't going to be his fault. It was just going to be a lot of hyperbole. Now, look, Lane Kiffin might might flip it, might get to him over Saturday, Sunday, change his mind, maybe even get him to push back an announcement. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to sign in December. Mm-hmm. He can wait and sign in February. I don't know whether he's an early enrollee or not. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, you can always sign early and then enroll next fall. Yeah, or he could wait and say, I'll sign in February. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not not against the rules. Um, right. So those are the guys that we, I know we've talked to. I know they went to see Jakevian Brown last night. Um, mm-hmm. I, I assume they saw Josiah Hayes. Those guys are on the Mississippi roster, but Greg did not send anything about them. So I don't know whether they're still so, there or not. Robbie Ashford. So I know. I know Jack Brown's not playing in it. He's staying okay. home. Okay. Josiah Hayes, I believe, is there. Okay, so maybe he'll get Josiah tonight or or later this week. Robbie Ashford is on the Alabama roster, but according to uh, Greg Ladke, he's not still on the Alabama roster. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Was not on the updated roster. Probably. Probably good for him to uh, not go play in an all-star game that means nothing when it's very, very cold when you're just getting over a foot injury. Yeah, my guess is he's just not quite healthy enough to play in a tackle football yeah. game right now. Yeah, and that's fine. He's got to get ready for baseball and then get ready to sign and come play football and baseball at Ole Miss. So. My anticipation is that he will still sign with Ole Miss. I would... I would venture to guess he's aware of Lane Kiffin and his reputation and is probably excited. I, For those asking, I haven't heard from every recruit that I reached out to, but you also got to remember that not all of them have their DMs open, so I can't get I can't get in touch with all of them. But um, good segue there. I, before I forget, I do want to mention some of the uncommitted guys that I did speak with. I posted it on, the, uh, on rebelgrove.com. Um, but just to kind of reiterate here, some notable names. 
Uh, some of the responses that jumped out to me, Isaiah Jacobs, the running back out of Oklahoma, who is now a four-star on Rivals. Uh, Owasso just won the state championship. He is familiar with Kiffin. His brother was at Alabama. He said, quote, he was the OC at Bama when my brother was there, I believe, and I still feel strongly about Ole Miss, end quote. So he is still considering Ole Miss despite the coaching change. And um, Ty Keyes, the 2021 quarterback out of Taylorsville, they just won state again. Uh, this one was interesting because he had been – all Auburn, all state, his entire high school career. He's, he's been a prospect for a couple years now. He said, I don't know him, but I would love to get to meet him. So that right there is what you're banking on when you make a guy like Lane Kiffin your uh, your head coach, is that that kind of excitement that someone who hadn't thought about Ole Miss is now interested. Um, and last thing, Neil, I will say, this, this is nothing that stuck out. Brandon Buckhalter, the 20. 21 receiver commit yes he he reached back out to me after he gave me his response he said he was excited um he's not familiar with with coach kiffin but he he knows he's a quote awesome coach he reached back out to me and asked what the other players were saying and he said hey you know would it be okay if you tell me what other guys had had told you and uh so i was like yeah sure and um, so I thought that that was kind of telling that that there's some there's some excitement around Ole Miss football again. I mean this this is a 2021 kid who what is that 16 years old. So you're telling me that Buck Halter called you and said or DM'd you and said, "Hey, can I find out what the other guys are saying?" And you said, "Sure." And so he came to your house in Nashville and spent the night <laughs> on your couch and played. Uh, playstation or or whatever it is that you have there at your at, way to go yeah. way to go zach way to go yeah, we played we played 2k till four in the morning and ate cookies that i got from kroger um oh he, the cookies that you ate when you were on the hand raised guy yeah he was he was with me i told him to be quiet he didn't uh, you couldn't hear him did, but did he pay for his own cookies uh no, no comment um but yeah, I mean, I thought that that was something that was interesting because I had people asking me, hey, have you heard from such and such? And it's like, man, these are teenagers. And have you seen my Twitter avatar? Like, I look like an idiot. Like, these kids are not going to respond to me right away. They got other things going on. But for a guy that's not even a senior in high school who's already asking, like, hey, what are some of my other potential teammates saying? I think that that's very telling of, of the effect that Lane Kiffin is having on the program. Is he, He's excited. He wants to see what other people are saying he, he wants to you know hey if maybe he's saying well if, if they're not excited or that they're they're not really saying anything i need to talk to him because he obviously was was very excited to learn more about coach kiffin so that was something that that jumped out to me but you can see the rest of them on rebelgrove.com talk to guys like uh brady ward DeSanto rollins who's a commit mj daniels a, com- a 2021 commit um so so here's what I anticipate happening over the next few weeks. You tell me if, if I'm nuts or if you kind of agree. I think okay. they're going to try to hold on to as much of the early signing period class as they can going into next Wednesday. I think they'll wrap that up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think they'll sign as many as they can that, that they can hang on to. And then I anticipate that they will regroup a little. It's a, it's a dead period, a quiet period, all that stuff. I think you will see him round out his staff, finalize his staff, come up with a plan 
for how they plan to attack January. And then I think you will see them attack January with a vengeance. I think they'll have a handful of guys visit this weekend. Not many. And then they'll have some big weekends in January. They'll finish out a uh, probably close to a full class in February. I think they'll probably add a few grad transfers, maybe a few more grad transfers than they would have had they had a full class. And uh, I think you'll see them turn a lion's share of their attention to the 2021 class, which I anticipate to see them, for lack of a better term, kind of go big game hunting. Yeah, I, w- I, I would venture to say they're gonna. It'll be calculated in January, because the dead period is going to give him time to make the hires that he needs. He'll fill out the staff. They'll come up with a plan, and yeah, once that dead period's over, it'll be game on, because you will have a little over a month to basically a free shot, because this class is a rollover transition class, whatever you want to call it, anyway. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they go big game hunting and try to, to flip some guys that are signing in February. A name that really sticks out to me that I'm interested if they if they talk to, especially if Charles Clark is still on staff, is a guy like Avante Williams down, in, down in, in Delane, Florida. He's been committed to Oregon for a long time. He was a long-time target for the old staff with Charles Clark. Whether or not Charles Clark is, is retained on this staff, but you've got Lane Kiffin. You've got uh, Kevin Smith, the strength coach, Wilson Love. I mean, these guys had been down in in South Florida for the last three years. I, I think that that's going to be somebody that they reach out to. Um, and then just looking at, you know, I, I was trying to look through the state of Florida to see if there would be anybody that kind of jumps out to me. Um, not really sure if they're going to. Go after. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're going to bring anybody from their class from FAU. I mean, there, people were saying maybe, maybe Frank Gore Jr. and you know, almost almost got Frank Gore. Maybe they'll get his son. The one that sticks out to me, and I don't know if you've heard anything. Uh, there's a running back from Columbia High School in Florida, and uh, he's committed to. Um, Pittsburgh right now, and I'm drawing a complete blank on his name, but I think that they'll go after him. And yeah, I'm with you though. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be balls to the wall, just all out recruiting for a little over a month. I'm pulling up the Pittsburgh uh, site. Yeah, I'm completely drawing a blank. Good running back. Yeah, they didn't. They did not let me on. There's a lot going on right now. People are, people are upset in recruiting circles. <laughs> There's a lot of that. It's weird. Yeah, it's, I got, I got, I got banned from a a a, 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 a rival site. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. That's, Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um. There. Here we go. Henry Parrish. Oh yeah. Henry. Is that Roscoe Parrish's kid? Ooh, is it? I don't know. You mentioned Frank and, Gore, and he and Roscoe Parrish came out at the same time. Yeah. Love old Roscoe. Is it with two? Uh, he, it is. Let's get do a quick. Oh, he's Google. also from Miami. 
Yeah. Five nine, hundred seventy five, four star running back. Five eight. Five point eight. Uh, it looks like his father is Henry Senior. So no Roscoe. Maybe it's his uncle or a cousin. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, Columbus High School, five nine, one seventy five. Um, committed to Pittsburgh way back in June. He had an FAU offer, which is what really kind of sparked my interest. And there were several people on the board that were talking about him too. Um, really good running back. Uh, he uh, I, that was just a name that I thought maybe he'll jump on their radar, um, just because they had offered him at um, FAU, and he's a pretty highly rated guy. Because. Um, all due respect to the FAU commits in the 2020 class. Not all of them are going to get a uh, an offer to Ole Miss, but uh, but Henry's pretty good. He had 2,300 yards rushing as a senior and 28 touchdowns. That is good. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to see what level, what classification Columbia uh, or Columbus is. That is 8A Florida. Yeah, so I was that's say boy. Columbus is high, big time. Yeah, so good for. Uh, Good for uh, for Henry, but yeah, maybe they reach out to him. But yeah, it'll be national. It'll be a national uh, calculated plan. And for those of you that like recruiting, it'll be it'll be fun because I I think Lane Kiffin knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's what I think too. I th- I just think the, the the game is changing. All right, we'll wrap up in a second. Let me tell you, this podcast is also brought to you by the Refrigeration Company, TRC, owned and operated by Jeremy Watler. He's been in the refrigeration field for more than 20 years, including five as a national service manager. At TRC, they understand that great service means being responsive. They're highly trained, responsible, and dedicated staff are available 24-7 to ensure your complete satisfaction. They specialize in ammonia refrigeration, but they work on any other HFC, HCFC, or CO2 systems. They're building winning relationships with customers in baking, cold storage warehouses, ice production facilities, and facilities serving dairy, food, poultry, and catfish processing. They are licensed in Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and South Carolina, and they can handle all of your company's refrigeration needs. 251-348-8533 or an email at jeremy at therefrigco.com. Don't forget, that you should go to collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. It's your one-stop Christmas shop for guys, for girls, for uh, the little people in your life. You can get uh, whatever you need and go to collegecornerstore.com and enter the uh, quote, the coupon code Lane Train. L A N E T R A I N. Lane Train. Get 30% off this week at collegecornerstore.com. Um, I think the plan is today, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back next week. Probably, maybe we'll do something the evening of signing day. Uh, maybe the day after signing day, we'll talk about who got added. Uh, I don't, I think it's going to be a little bit, my, my gut feeling is probably similar to yours is that it's not going to be for Ole Miss like one big signing day morning I think you might see some activity over the entire period it's the 18th the 19th and the 20th and then like I said I think you'll see uh, I think you'll see a crazy January into early mm-hmm. February I think I think for the people that kind of miss the old recruiting cycle you're going to get a taste of it this year right and for those of you that are going to be a little let down you still, there are still some really good players in this class. 
Demarcus Thomas got a big time bump. Um, the 6'3", 227 tight end out of Saraland, Alabama. He's all the way up to a 5.84 star now. Yeah. We talked about Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford's a stud. He's going to be really good, in my opinion. Diara McDonald gets overlooked. I don't know how. He's a long, athletic corner. And then you've got the all-important 5.73 star. There's six of them right now in this class, and I think they're going to hold on to all of them. Um, so it's it, it, this isn't this isn't a class that you just kind of scoff at and, and and cross your arms and pout. I mean, this is a good class. Yeah, and it is a good class. And the, Demarcus Thomas is a he is an absolute uh, the epitome of what I mean when I talk about what Tyler Siski does. His ability to to uh, evaluate to project. I hope for Ole Miss's sake that they hang on to him. I don't know what's mm-hmm. the latest there. I just don't know. Um, but look, it's it's a it's a transition class. It's a transition period. It's a transition staff. It's uh, there's a lot going on. A lot of moving pieces. And and if you told me it's kind of post Christmas, bef- uh, before things settle in a little bit, I would completely believe it. Yeah, I'm with you there. Right. He's not going to rush it. No, he's not going to rush. I've been told by numerous people close to him that he is not going to rush this staff. He's not going to do it. He listens to his dad, Monty Kiffin, the longtime NFL assistant, and Monty Kiffin has told him, whatever you do, don't rush your staff. Take your time. Get it right. There's no bigger mistake that a coach can make than rushing a staff, and then the staff doesn't work and you're stuck with it. Um, He's going to take his time. They're not going to – they're not going to panic with this early period. They're going to get what they can get, reset, I think, finalize things, get get a little time to breathe, and then I think, like I said, January will be a full-scale attack, and then I think you'll see them turn their attention to the 2021 class, and they're going to go after some big boys. Should be fun. It should be. All right, for Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. That does it. Again, a reminder, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. And uh, enter the promo code uh, REBELGROVE at checkout. You get 30% off uh, off your orders. And uh, don't forget, if you have a company, if your company is interested in uh, advertising and sponsoring this show, love to hear from you. You can email me at neilmccrady at gmail.com. For Zach Barry, I am Neil McCready. Until next time, take care.